0: Hey everyone, and welcome to One on One. Today I'm in Haggerston, East London, with writer Hugh Lemmy. Hugh's work can be found on Rhizome, The New Inquiry, and his first book was published last fall under the pen name Spritz and Product. How's it going, Hugh? Good, thanks. Yeah. The first thing I wanted to touch on is the name uh, Spritz and Product, which also happens to be your Twitter handle. Was this created for the book, or does it have another origin? Um, no. I
1: it was originally just um, a username that I you know started using. It still, it's just a username. But um, and I, I started writing some pieces under that username for my, my Tumblr, which is the same, Spitz and Productor. And then for um, a blog uh, on libcom.org, which is a libertarian communist website. And I was using that, that name, so it just became like the way I was writing. Uh, and then because the book kind of comes out of that uh, area of thought or like, you know, practice of writing or something, you know, it's very much like based around uh, like digital communication technologies and stuff it seemed like the natural thing to do just to go 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 with it and yeah it came out of that context so um it's german um right. it means uh, finest products um i'm I'm like a really big um john hartfield fan john hartfield he was um, I think so. he was a german um, photographer collage maker artist uh, in the 1920s and 30s when he started work um he changed his name actually to john hartfield in protest of what he saw as german um, militarism, so he changed it to an English name for some reason. The <laughs> English aren't militaristic. <laughs> um, and he was a member of the Communist Party. He did quite a lot of amazing Communist Party propaganda, but he also worked for a magazine called AIZ, which is the Workers' Illustrated Zeitung. But he um, he was a really famous sort of propagandist who I really admired. He did this famous one of uh, Hitler, sort of uh, it's like a poster of Hitler, with his hand up in a Nazi salute, and he says, or sort of behind behind him is Hitler used to salute, and it, um, the the tag is like a is like a quote from Hitler saying millions stand behind us," and behind him is this belly of a fat industrialist who dwarfs him. You just see the belly, and he's handing down millions of Reichmarks marks or Deutsche marks into his uh, into his hand. But anyway, yeah, so he did this um, great piece, which is a man begging outside a in, like a high end luxury clothes shop, and in the piece of cardboard he has on his chest just says "Spitzendprodukte des capitalismus the finest products of capitalism. Mm. Yeah, that's the title for it. So yeah, I just um and that's I was just it's one of those things as well that you know you're just looking for a for
0: a, a, a username you just look around so yeah. like what's on your desk or whatever. So I'm sure that's probably how it happened. Yeah, you end up with something that a few months or or years <laughs> later you look back yeah. and think, what was I thinking? <laughs> At least it's not like a teenage one, you know. Yeah, yeah, and no, well that's the Angel Babe sixty eight or something. Yeah. <laughs> I guess one of my friends won once. Which was Wolfboy twelve. Nice. <laughs> In Chubbs there's uh it I think there's like it pulls from a sort of some sort of like history of fan fiction yeah yeah i don't i'm not really in that up on the history but just a, a nice form to use i guess that's m- one of my questions is is if there was uh any part of a history or fan fiction that you enjoyed or something about fan fiction that you enjoyed
1: not really i mean like it doesn't really read that much as fan fiction mm. like, it just reads a sort of trash like you know like trash lefty sort of fiction books or like qu- queer fiction especially like really trashy queer fiction and gay fiction <laughs> is kind of like this like really simplistic sort of tense narrative sort of thing just like running all the way through and it's just like he did this and he did that. I'm really into that sort of stuff and it's just like especially when it comes to like the sex scenes like and you get these, get these like quick sort of quick fiction where it's just like a whole series of like basically like a form of erotica or whatever. Right. So yeah I'm thinking I'm probably more influenced by that sort of thing and then also like um, what's sort of uh, pejoratively called chick lit I don't know if it's called chick lit in America like Mm -hmm. like when I was like a teenager I I kind of stopped reading all fiction for about three years and just read loads of chick lit Um, (laughs) some stuff like the most satirical stuff you know like Bridget Jones's diary or whatever like Helen Fielding type things but then also loads of stuff this writer called Louise Bagshaw who then later changed her name to Louise Mensch and became a Tory MP like the worst troll like a really bad Twitter troll ex-Tory MP Uh, I've read a lot of hers (laughs) and I really like the way they're put together as well like uh, a whole series of like references to brand names or like interior stylings and stuff like a real reference like really reference heavy to the surrounding environment i think i'm not red shades of gray but apparently that's the same like it's just like dropping like the, name, the make of his watch or the make of his car or right, all these all brands time. yeah so i kind of, I kind of it that it's a really fun way to write you know you have
0: these like weird parameters to so one of your pieces on the new inquiry that i really like with digital dark spaces you talk about a commons or perhaps a digital commons that emerges out of um the use of like platforms like craigslist or Grindr. i wonder about the connection to platform digital platforms for for fan fiction mm. and a fan fiction experience some sort of renaissance following it being more readily accessible in some ways yeah it's just a, it's just a result of like te- a
1: technological development that these mm. things can be shared and then the technological development sh- shapes the form a lot you know so serialisation like short snippets and like the way people like will start off and write uh, a chapter and if that becomes popular they'll keep writing you know, you know whatever gets a hit sort of creates the form of the fiction stuff which is maybe why it's good for fan fiction because it's like a really populist like not as a pejorative it's just a really populist form so um, with regards to like digital dark spaces I don't think I was really talk- oh, it's been a long time since I read it back I think less not not necessarily a commons because I think the, like, the political implications of the commons mm, are quite mm-hmm. serious but more like it was uh, using a metaphor of space, like cruising space or commons as they exist in like in London, you know, like a, the actual space of like a, a common, uh, rather than, rather than like a political commons truly. Cause it's not as it's, it's a, it's a capitalist business and it's owned and it's running that way and stuff. It's like, it's just a handy niche that people have found to like explore or something. And again, it's because of the technology, like the anonymity that Craigslist offers above anything else. In terms of cruising and things for those
0: populations that I was re- referencing in that piece, it's probably more important. I'm interested too in the temporal distance between now and when that piece was written. In your piece, Digital Dark Spaces, on the New Inquiry, you write. While Grinder has created a parallel, private platform for gay men to cruise away from straight society, for other men who work with men, it remains public because it's still open to social policing with all the danger that holds. Do you think there's been any sort of major ideological shifts that have come out of... Well, maybe that's too grand. But any ideological shifts that have occurred in the past two years since these platforms have been popularized? I don't know, I mean...
1: I suppose like... There is a gradual shift, and there has been a gradual shift in the last, what, 20 or 30 year, years, towards um, like there being less like, public weirdness or public shame or something around like relations, like any form of relations that are like engendered online, you know? so like, no one would think it's strange now that you have friends who you met online, necessarily. And it's the same with dating, and I think like, maybe the, the difference in the last couple of years has been like a crossover into like, more mainstream straight society or straight societies or whatever, like is, uh, I feel like you hear straight people in conversation being like more open about using that sort of thing. I think in that actual piece though, I don't know, I find that quote kind of strange because I don't know if I was meaning to imply at the time that like, I'm, I'm kind of really cynical about the extent to which Grindr, for example, can, like is a community in a way because there's, there's no, the, the way that discourse is structured around it because of the way that messaging works, that there's no like public communication. There's no like way to like state things in a public conversation. There's no idea of like threading or anything like this. See, so like all conversations are one-on-one
0: mm-hmm.
1: within that, that sort of sphere or within that technology. And I think like there was this, then they did a redesign a, a year ago or six months ago or something, I don't know. They did this, um, normally like it used to be that you'd click through and then the first page would have like people's details, like written details and their image and now it's just the image and you have to mm-hmm. click again to once more to see like what they might have written about themselves. Which, again, has, like, re- removed that idea of, like, a public discussion about things, like, one step further away. But it does happen, like, you, the very fact that there's, like, shared language, you know, so there's, like, slang or memes or whatever that still happen on, like, the, on people's pages and stuff shows that there is some sort of, like, conversation going on. But it's, like, a really weird, sort of dispersed one of, like, people, like, everyone's, everyone's a
0: broadcaster, basically. Right. Different from the way in which um, a vernacular, like, emerges in a sort of regional group but it happens through, like, a completely different process where the region is not localized anywhere except within a software. Yeah. Well, maybe to connect it back over to Chubb's, that you also say in that piece, quoting here, Meat space has just been augmented into, by cyberspace. The topography of online space meshes and intersects with offline practices. End quote. And so I was wondering if maybe you could speak on that in regards to Chubb's.
1: Chubbs is, a, Chubbs is like it's, it's kind of about this like sexual relationship or these, this group like a series of sexual relationships that the main character has but uh, it's more it's also running concurrently that it's about his relationship to the city and the way that technology can like structure his experience of the city that's what I'm really interested in the moment is, uh, interested in the moment is these, these ideas of like uh, space being mediated and constructed by apps like that so I think that's a, like a large part of like the narrative is how his use of it Structures of the city, how he, like he visits different areas in the city based on like hookups and stuff, or um, uh, that spaces like all sorts of spaces within the city can become sex, sex like sexualized spaces as a result of like you know whether he's on the bus and he's like on grinder and some guys like sending him photos like this is like a new a new like a, only a fifteen year old maximum sort of. Um, phenomenon of like there being this like sexual communicative space within those areas publicly but discreetly or privately you know that he sat on a bus crowded with people talking about like I don't know fingering some guy or something. There's this sort of theme behind it as well to do with again to do with like race and class, which is that um, if you that uh, there's a whole different set of like signifiers of race and class that are geolocated like they're, they're linked to like specific geographies within the city but can only be accessed through those media, you know, so, so, and the way that people express their sexuality as well. It's so different if you go from like, you know, two or three miles down the road here from the city of London and you go like two or three miles out into the suburbs, you'll have totally different ways, right. like shared languages, totally different like expressions of like sexual identity, what people want, talking about it, and then like race and stuff like that. is
0: is, will also be like a must like must be an age and stuff when I would move in New York the couple times that I moved when I was living there here as well but the first question some of my friends will ask is like after they found out that I moved they'd be like how's the grinder there (laughs) I remember when I moved downtown to the like Alphabet City area or whatever people were like oh I bet grinder's great down there (laughs) but I think but it's interesting you've got like a grinder safari yeah exactly (laughs) I mean and I some people I know have lived in neighbourhoods where they're like well grinder sucks out here so i'm moving i'm moving (laughs) (laughs) it it is uh just to linger on geolocation and like a sort of topography of this this city for a while it does add another layer you know upon like our already like super saturated way of you know living and interacting with the the space around us do you have any other maybe thoughts on geolocation itself like um like maybe the specificity of the technology um of it that you're interested in um and the fact that it's like inherently mobile um well i'm kind of technologically illiterate so actually like when it comes to a lot of those
1: those things kinda like, i don't understand or <laughs> go deeper uh which is like i'm, I'm like a resurface really like culture uh interpretation of things that's how i operate so yeah no i don't really know that much about it. i mean i've i've talked to people about it and stuff and read, read up on aspects of it, you know, James Bridle's really interesting on mm-hmm. some of these issues and like, he did that piece where, uh, or, like, that talk I don't know if you've seen it called, um, We Found Love in a Coded Space mm-hmm. and he taught Sarah about geolocation and, and um, like a simulated geolocation of a weather balloon going across across um, Britain, and, uh, sorry, across Europe and then yeah, he was, he was kind of like kind of coy in talking about it but he like, made reference to the fact it was picking up all these grinder messages along the way it's really fascinating.
0: Because I, I do think that I mean, importantly, part of the experience of these machines that a lot of people have are um, is one of like interacting with a black box where like something is going on and something's happening that you know you don't think about. There was that whole thing with Snapchat where like the whole premise of Snapchat was that it deleted immediately deleted your photos, mm-hmm. but then it like was uncovered that it doesn't do that and actually all these photos are were stored being stored on a server somewhere. I think that that negotiate negotiation with technology that happens, which you know isn't necessarily a new thing that happens, but something that's you know getting more and more complicated now. You know that we have an influx of more and more.
1: Yeah, just upgrading our sexual prosthesis.
0: So maybe we can move from your writing to um, some of your visual work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in a lot of the sort of prints that you've designed um, and posters. As well as the um, video work, which can be found online. Yeah,
1: I think it's just um, like Vimeo, Vimeo. Like
0: in this visual work, there are remnants of software, like sort of littered um, upon like the posters and the films. Um, and so, I was wondering if you could speak on that a little bit. What the intention was in leaving. You know remnants of like Photoshop, or in your videos, you know you can see like whole of the Apple interface. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of like relation to a subjectivity.
1: Uh, I think probably like the, I don't know if I'd say the works about subjectivity. I'd say it's like very much about like the role of maybe like the viewer as uh, as like a politicized role that is not like a, a non-neutral sort of political role, or that like, I suppose yeah, it's about their subjectivity. But the, the fact is like a reminder that they are of what they are lo- looking at uh, with an attempt to engage that as a, like a political discussion with that as person, that subjectivity. like, It's just like a really simplistic form, isn't it? It's, it's like a sort of Brecht thing, you know, you, you, show, you show all these tools of how it's created so, so you can never, like, disappear into the illusion of how it's made or something. But also, like, because they're kind of about the construction of all, the, of all those, whether it's those, those political or sexual roles or political or sexual subjectivities
0: your sort of digital subjectivity lends itself to a topic that's really hot right now, which is the profile. There's like the online profile, which has, you know, been big for a few years with, you know, Facebook and blah, blah, and like all these, you know, things having your data. Mm-hmm. But now what's happening with the profile and with all this data aggregation is that there's things like Google Now and what Apple just announced with their proactive, which are tools that analyze the way you use these technologies, um, such as like your computer or whatever, and try and be predictive about um, you know by using all this data that adds up to your digital profile. Attempts to be predictive in knowing your habits and giving you what you need before or as you need it. In the visual work that you've done, I, it, it, like it's almost as if there is a looking ahead to like this kind of trend that's happening now. And so maybe you can talk about the profile. But I think honestly, I think I think a large part of it is about like how I
1: produce the image. Like like it's it's a, it's almost like a formal concern of just like uh, producing a form of like digital printmaking, even if it's a moving image of like starting off as a printmaker that what I'm interested there is like the construction of of images from through layers, which I think actually is probably more key than like the, the leaving in of, of the sort of ephemera of the image making or that remnant of the image making is more akin to, yeah, like leaving the, like exposing the layers of print. So Mm. like even when I was working doing screen print or etching and stuff, like a big part of like what I was very, Happy to leave the edges, you know, to leave it, to leave like the, the misprints and flaws and stuff as I was going along and to like it for it to constantly reveal the mechanism of its own, like the technological mechanism of its own production, which I think is the same thing that's coming through in like say prints where I'm, you know, doing snapshots and then taking sc- photos of screens of like saving saving a snapchat and then like editing it in like Photoshop and then just taking a photograph of the screen and like then producing that and then Snapchatting that with to know, to build like build up layers of text, you because know, every time I put in Snapchat I'm putting a layer put these layers of text mm-hmm. over it. As yeah, so like revealing the mechanism in its own production and like part of that again in just like as, as quite a sort of a reiteration of um the technology always being like the political implications of the technology always being clear as well. Whether that's in like a sort of in way of like dist- distanciation through seeing the fact that the, the, the theatre is always is always theatre. It's always performance or like like a sort of collage, or you know the entire history of collage being having this like undercurrent of constantly re- reaffirming its collageness. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that will be part of the way I describe it. It's like actually this is actually a formal concern of with, with image making in in particular, and I think that the intersection of that with uh, online profiles being that like on online profiles is like this massive democratic form of image making um, whether, whether and I'm like and I'm talking like pretty explicitly in terms of like people or, like the images that people use to represent themselves on those forms being forms of like mad collage of loads of different like uh, visual forms and uh, like cultural forms that are coming, and like you know shared, shared jokes and stuff all going together to produce these like weird like forms of profile mm-hmm. when it comes to like the production of like a subjectivity, then yeah maybe there's there's some link there between like like viewing habits and subjectivity you know and, and um like say some of the films being like a collage of uh, my own viewing habits or like trying to f- trying to like work out in like a quite experimental way of putting these images together on the screen with um whatever i'm browsing at the time and seeing like what is the links between all these things i'm reading all the time and all these images i'm watching Or being like a, a completely inveterate um wikipedia binger Mm-hmm. Maybe that's kind of like where some of some of that sort of desire to like represent, like the way you, your magpie browsing habits when it comes to like historical content and political content on online, that it's just uh, it's all flattened. It's all like a whole series of like images ready for consumption on but like a democratic plane, with the meaning kind of stripped out of them. Well, it's the same sort of this is there's, there's the same there's the same dialogue going on there the whole time in my work that whatever I'm doing I. I contextualise it always through printmaking what is the point of printmaking what is the point of printing modern printmaking what is this technological development and how that affected totally the form of things that were printed and like and not just and and, and then explicitly as propaganda like the relationship between printing and propaganda which that's my concern that's and like even the films I see the films that like that I'm making or something
0: as still like forms of like printed right. propaganda and the way I construct them. I guess maybe are you inter- are you interested in the sort of ways that like images are, are distributed through printed versus how they're distributed distributed online um, or through the internet. Yeah, but not in, not in any way in an adversarial way. Mm-hmm. Like they're both the, the,
1: as forms of image distri- uh, as forms of distribution of information. They're both. Biggest leaps in terms of information production for like three thousand years or something. Yeah, so I don't see it in a, in a, in a adversarial way at all, and I think like it's horses for courses. Like I, I, I work in publishing. That's that's my like profession, right. um, and I work in political publishing, and I've always worked in political publishing. So like, I'm, I'm very conscious there of the role of the printed, uh, the printed book in terms of dissemination of political ideas, is something that is still not being superseded
0: as like as, as purely as a platform. In comparison to digital, totally. And I remember, right, and there's always all this literature comparing the two. And, you know, what was it, like maybe 10 years ago, everyone was saying the book was going to be dead by yeah. now. And, and it's actually stuff. not,
1: like, um, e book sales have, have been dropping off of industry in the last year or two. I mean, as a, I mean, I, I can't about this all the time, but as a, as a platform, the book is incredible in f- f- a way to transfer information that can be thrown out of a plane or tried through a river and passenger. Cell door and it can be read in in the in the dark with like almost zero, zero light and uh, it can be like taken apart and It Doesn't need a battery. It doesn't need a battery. Yeah. Um, you can that's see still it the be' It's still like that's still like a, a pretty useful form of information transfer that we could use today in terms of resilience. Um, I um I mean the uh, publishing house I'm am part of a, a collective uh, publishing house, and we uh, we really consider, like a lot of our books to do with. Um, Developing world, um, and we're, con- we're talking a lot at the moment, specifically actually about how we disseminate disseminate books in Africa, for well, how we disseminate texts in Africa, how we make that really viable. Um, like, what's the where's the best place to invest? Because obviously, it, it lacks an infrastructure, like the whole continent, other than South Africa and parts of sort of Egypt, and North Africa, really lack a, a, a viable sort of distribution method for for large amounts of literature. Um, but the political ideas that are coming out of that area are just you know, so um, will be the ones that change the world are so, so vibrant, and we're going to have so much power, that is, it's how we uh, get into uh, things like mass distribution in those areas. So we're talking a lot about the combining printed book and of uh, like new forms of disseminating really cheap ebooks. And part of that especially is not just a technological issue, but it's an issue of funding, like how do we produce, produce books that are economically viable to disseminate, it's all going to be down to smartphones, like selling books for smartphones. Uh, once this sort of really cheap generation of smartphones comes out in India, China, mm-hmm. and right. India being a India's actually got the, its own internal distribution side of paper books, which is piracy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is just an absolutely colossal in- industry there, especially for um, uh, textbooks. Right, it's crazy. It's all Xerox, yeah. it's all photocopied. Right, and um, yeah, you can you can buy like a sort of sixty pound textbook for yeah. one pound fifty
0: from a copy shop. Sort of thing. It's amazing. It's yeah. great. I, my, the last line of my notes from our uh, last studio visit was: "Does grinder game a queer experience, or like, does a queer experience game grinder?" <laughs> Which doesn't, re- but like, <laughs> don't that, know that, that doesn't means. really mean anything. Yeah. yeah, it's not a queer experience, really, is it grinder? I don't really know what
1: a lot. I don't really know what's meant by queer. you to be honest, so I don't know. Like, queer as a noun or queer as a verb, it's changed, it's, it's like it's used so fluffily and stuff. I don't really. And it's, too, it's so academicised that like the stuff that you read about queer experience is so like dead to queer experiences <laughs> I don't know no, I'm not going to say that <laughs> I was going to say so much of it is policing isn't it